Hello and welcome to the Week 10 review from First and 10 for the NFL season. I'm Ollie once uh, once again for a few weeks break, but he's back back and it's just the two of us this week, Miles. Uh, good to have you back and just a little one-on-one. I can have a proper catch-up with you. <laughs> yes, it's good to be back. Good to be telling everyone my dreadful opinions about football. Lovely. And uh, can't wait to get into a spirited debate about Justin Fields. It's uh, <laughs> looking forward yeah, to that. Boy. All right, so we'll start off with the Thursday night game, the Falcons at the at the Panthers. It's one of those they both teams where they seem impossible to predict, much like the rest of the NFC South at the moment. To be honest, um, I mean, Miles, did you have the Panthers as strong favourites going into this one? I actually had um, in our predictions. I put the Falcons down to win this one, mainly because. I just think the I just thought the Falcons were less bad. I didn't think they had anything like good about them. Um, but yeah, I guess I was wrong there. Um, you know, Walker did really well. I think um, Mariota just again really underwhelming. I just think they should just move on, go with Ritter. But I guess maybe he sucks because why are they sticking with Marcus Mariota? So yeah, just a few question marks around how you know, what they're doing with the team. Like, they're focusing around Tyler Orgier, and I like him, but he's not the guy. Pitts and London have got a bit more involved, but again, they're just not utilising them properly, and it's just, yeah, it's just a bit weird, really. You know, they had Kyle Pitts blocking on a fourth down passing play. Like, he needs to be out there catching the ball. So, yeah, it was just a bit of a mess. The Falcons have just been a bit of a mess all season, really. Bad play calling underutilizing players, but I thought they would still beat the Panthers, but yeah, was wrong there. Well, to be fair to the Falcons in terms of the quarterback situation, they're second in the division, only one game off the lead. So I feel like a quarterback change now is uh I mean it could seriously affect their somehow playoff hopes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the thing is that they're they're in that position because everyone sucks, not because they've been remotely good. You know, they're <laughs> they're four and six, so it's like they suck the least. Um, yeah, but and, also, yeah. surely for Arthur Smith, you're thinking, if I can get this team to the playoffs, that's got to do something for my longevity. Yeah, well, it's more everyone else has got them to the playoffs. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. And, I, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I think it kind of is broken. But because, yeah, because if you're four and six, you're not doing well. It doesn't matter if you make the playoffs. That's a bad season. Yeah. Um, it's just everyone around you was even worse somehow. And yeah, they've been very lucky. Um. But yeah, I just I don't yeah I don't think going forward they're obviously not going to stick with Marcus Mariota, are they? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And he's definitely not the long term solution. It's it's just two very strange teams, very mm. difficult to predict. Honestly, I have no idea what's going on with the Panthers in the future. Um, PJ Walker, I guess he had an okay game, but it wasn't like you know you could really say he led them to any kind of success. Yeah, he just kind of didn't mess up you know he only had 108 yards but no no interceptions but also no touchdowns so he was like he was fine but I think everyone just expects him to be terrible when he got the starting job and he he hasn't been but he's just very again like Mariota just underwhelming like he's at his ceiling he's not going to get any better he's just here for the year and then they're going to switch him out yeah, I mean, Darnold and May- Baker must just be sitting there on the sideline rubbing their hands at the opportunity of that merry-go-round keeping on 
Well, it's just a, I think they're just tanking, really, aren't they? I think yeah. they know they know Baker is a better quarterback. I mean, look, I I don't love the guy, but he is better than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they're just sticking with him and seeing what seeing if they can land Stroud or something. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen there? They I mean, they seem to be winning just enough games to keep them out of contention for CJ Stroud. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, who knows what's going on at the bottom of the NFL at the moment? Um, and who's, who knows what's going on at the top either, where the Seahawks theoretically were, but um, yeah. they've they've just taken a loss to the now five and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are they starting to get things together, Miles? Is this Bucks team sort of somewhat of a threat now to those top teams? I think they looked they looked so much more organized um offensively and i just i just think that you know we've seen them all over the place this year where you know it's almost and you know they have had to deal with injuries as well which you know is obviously no one's fault so i do think that a few factors have played into why the bucks are five and five um i think if they'd all their players have stayed healthy they'd be a bit better than that but there have been issues um on and off the field, clearly, um, in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I think it looks like they're getting things together. If they can, you know, get another win next week, then maybe we can start putting them back into the playoff and, you know, play, a deep playoff run conversation. But, um, yeah, I just think, yeah, not really overly um, sold on them yet. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, but the Hawks, I just... I don't know, man. Like they, they seem to be churning out these wins, and then I kind of thought they would do it again against Tampa Bay, but it wasn't meant to be. Gino still looks pretty solid, but obviously he's not the long term guy there. So, yeah, it's it was it was a it was a good game, but yeah, I just think we saw the true colors and the true ability levels of both teams in that in that game. Is there any element here, to, do you think, to the Seahawks taking a sprinting start in the marathon, and they've and they sort of found themselves unable to keep up with their own pace, and maybe maybe it's just a thing of, you know, we're always going to get to this point with the Seahawks, and it's just taken a few weeks, or are they actually a decent team? Because it's the thing, like I feel like after ten weeks they're six and four, they, they should be in theory a decent team, but at the same time. The rest of the NFL is quite bad at the moment. Yeah, so, everyone seems to suck. So yeah, it's very hard to gauge in terms of where the actual level is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I mean after I mean uh, Seattle and and the Bucks. I think they're on bye next week. So I think after that, maybe we see if they regroup and how they you know how they push on from there. But uh, they started stronger than anyone expected, and maybe this weekend gone just gone was a bit of a reality check but i think they are still you know that o-line is good and once you have an o-line as uh as ash always says if you've got an o-line you've got an offense and i feel like they've got an o-line and they can build from there so i do think their team is actually decent because of their o-line but they're still a while away from contention but you know who knows few pieces in the off season they're ready, but right now I do think the Hawks are going to slow down quite a bit. Yeah, you just got to ask yourselves how far do you think you can get with Dino Smith? That's <laughs> a question. Um, on to the 
best game I think I've ever seen in, I mean, my entire time watching American football. The Vikings with a 33 win, 33 to 30 win over the Buck, over the Bills. Apologies, but can't seem to get my words out today. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, it was it left me speechless. I don't know about you, Miles. I was so I was watching that with my girlfriend, and she doesn't really know the ins and outs of football. Try to explain it, and when I leapt off the sofa, like, oh my god, she was like, what? And I was I couldn't even find the words <laughs> to explain what had happened because, again, I other than oh my god and some screaming. I was pretty speechless, and I don't really care about either of these teams. Okay, the Bills are an AFC East rival, so I guess I would like it if they lost, but I have no vested, real vested interest in these teams, so it was just so, so exciting from a neutral perspective, and yeah, I just, it was crazy. Like, there was so much going on in the game that we could talk about, but the end was just insane, and it was just, yeah, I just, I loved it, and that's if only every game was like that, you know, but we do get games like that every season and they remind us of why we spend hours and hours on a Sunday sitting there glued to the TV because that was that was great. That was great entertainment. Kirk Cousins is somehow <laughs> leading the leading a championship run and Josh Allen throwing two interceptions, you know. Crazy day. Crazy yeah. day. Yeah. I mean it's all summed up in that um Bit they covered on Red Zone where they said the but the Vikings went from a seventy percent win percentage down to one, that then back up to seventy eight in the space of three plays. I mean that's yeah you can't write it better than that. It's crazy. Just it's crazy. just um I like the the consecutive plays one after the other of game changing thinking. Okay, that's the one that wins it. Oh no, that's yeah. the one that wins it. Oh no, that's the one that wins it. It's um, I could like probably the biggest reaction that I've ever had to a game I was completely neutral on. I would say to any non-Giants game, but to be fair, if whoever's playing the Cowboys every week, I I do tend to support <laughs> them just as much. So yeah, I crazy game, Josh Allen. I mean, it's interesting how. He sort of went from the definition of perfect to very much, uh, you know, I mean, two fumbles, sorry, just the one fumble, but two interceptions. Um, and obviously that, you know, quite a lot of those coming right in clutch moments, not what we used to seeing from Joshua. No, but at the same time, everyone has those days, but you do not want to have that day in arguably your biggest game of the season. But I think he'll he'll be fine. He'll bounce back. But it was like almost as if I think they haven't had it easy this season, but they have been heavy favourites in pretty much every game. And I think they were caught off guard a little bit by um, the Vikings, but... Yeah, I think Josh Allen, he he he'll be fine. He's going to bounce back because he. I still think he's my he's still my MVP pick. You know, still think he'll be uh, up there at the end of the season. But yeah, weird game for him. Like it was a it was an off day, and he still he still looked pretty solid throughout the game despite the um the hiccups. But yeah, yeah he's, I mean, so it's, he's insane. It's their third loss of the season. Does that give you 
I guess a, a, a level of confidence in the sense of you know the, there's less expectation on them now, and ultimately the playoffs is what matters, and they'll do the business there. Or are you starting to go? Oh, there's a few chinks in the armor here. No, because I mean, look, they've lost two two in a row. Don't know when the last time that happened to them was, but I just yeah, okay, they lost to the Jets, and now they've lost to Minnesota. But every team in the AFC East is in the playoff conversation right now, which is very, very surprising. And I just think the Bills are still... I think we underestimated Miami at the start of the season, but I think Buffalo is still going to be up there. It's, it's going to be Buffalo or Miami right at the top. I don't think the Jets are going to... You know, they're 6-3 and three now. They're doing well, but I don't think the Jets have it in them to overtake Buffalo. And I think Josh Allen is... Josh Allen can win you a game by himself. And when you've got a player like that, I don't think any any amount of chink in your armor it, it doesn't matter because he's he's good enough to push pull them to the playoffs and then push on from there. Yeah, the Jets are definitely plucky. They're not quite on a level with the Dolphins and Bills, who are genuinely mm. sort of elite. Yeah. Um, on to two more teams who I think plucky would be a bit generous to describe them, but they produced a pretty good game: the Lions and the Bears, with a you know, absolute nail biter with this one. Um, Justin Fields maybe the best game of his career, admittedly against the pretty poor Lions defense. Um, <sighs> Justin Miles. Fields is so good, and again, <laughs> I know, I know you, you weren't banging the drum, but me and Dave and David on the fantasy podcast, we have stayed faithful to Justin Fields, saying, "Look, the talent's there." His buy low window, you lot all missed it. Everyone missed it, okay? Because Justin Fields is solid. He's better than solid. He has all the tools. He's got the arm, he's got the vision, he's got the legs, you know? And now, now, it's it's all paying off. Sorry, yeah, carry on. I was just going to say, I find it interesting that you're choosing to go so hard on this after a loss to the Lions. And yeah, I know... but he still played well. Like, he played really well. And he played really well last week. You know, quarterbacks play well and lose. It happens. But Okay, yeah. but against the Lions. Okay, but the Lions are really good offensively. And you can't... The Bears D didn't weren't up to the task. If the Bears D were up to the task, you know... Also, wins aren't a QB stat. I know, I know, you know, Brady was the winningest or whatever, but... I never really see wins as a QB stat because if you're, you know, look at uh, Moss's face, uh, Stafford. He played on a terrible Lions team for years and years and years, but he was still really good, good enough that the Rams gave up the house for him and, you know, won a Super Bowl with him at QB. So you know, Justin Fields played really well, and yes, he lost, but he still played really well. And the Bears hopefully can now see that and build around him. I think they've already shown they want to do that by bringing in Claypool, even though, again, not a huge fan of him, but they're bringing in weapons for Justin Fields. They're trying to help him. And I think, yeah, he is he is the guy. Like, he is the guy in Chicago now. That's it. We don't need to have any more conversations about QBs in the future or him being a bust or whatever. He is the guy. I mean, I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm just, I'm, But I'm just saying his best game so far has come against one of the worst defences in NFL history. Okay, he still played really well last week as well, <laughs> you know. Well, running the ball. That's the, that's, that was the thing 
last week was a big discussion point. It was he he was very good running the ball. He threw three touchdowns against Miami, and his team allowed thirty five points. That's not his fault, you know. It's not his fault. His team can't stop, you know, Miami. I but at the same time, I mean, just because you passing touchdowns, that's a very sort of you know, it's not the best way to go about it. I mean, because at the same time, he did only throw for 123 yards. Because all, that's all he needs to, because he has he could run the ball. And then the week before, they lose to they lose to Dallas. They can take they allow 49 points. He can only do so much with the ball. And then it, you know his team have got to help him there. And again, he threw two touchdowns in that game. He rushed for 60 yards and a touchdown as well. They put up 29 points, but it wasn't enough because the defense allowed 49. So, you know, it's it's not easy for him. I'm just Funny saying enough, for a guy slap ass, but yeah. For a guy coming out of the draft who his athleticism wasn't necessarily highlighted. Um and, and this is maybe that's just as a result of being the same draft class as Trey Lance, but he, I don't remember him being like Oh yeah, he's the running quarterback. In fact, he was it was actually mainly his passing that he was known for at Ohio State. And then that seems to be completely taken away in the NFL. Because just... in college, he no, sorry, in high school, he used to just run and run and run and run. And Ohio State, you know, he had a he had a lot of we- he had a lot of receiving weapons at Ohio State. So he was it was very he he was okay to run the ball. Uh, to okay. throw the ball a lot, you know, and then in the NFL there weren't a lot of designed runs for him. But now he's kind of, just, I think he's just grown in confidence, and he's like, look, I'm going to use my legs. I'm going to use my legs to win games. I'm going to put this on my back, and we're going to go. And that's what he's doing now. And yeah, I, ju- I just think that he's been allowed to express himself a little bit more. Maybe having an extra threat downfield with Claypool is has opened things up for him underneath to to run it. Or whatever, but yeah, I just think that he is his his athleticism was maybe not the leading talking point, but it was there, and now we're seeing it on top of his arm, and yeah, just just I mean, I've basically just spoken about Justin Fields. This is a Bears versus Lions segment, and I've just spoken about, but that's that's how good he is. I haven't even spoken about Saint Brown. He's like, I like him more, you know, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I see I'm, I'm not going to convince you of anything. I'm sure we'll continue to have this argument for the years to come. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the Lions, <laughs> to be fair to them, I said last week that, you know, is this the same old Lions thing where they get really emotional after one win and then keep on losing? But to be fair, they've, you know, strung two wins together. There's uh, Maybe there's a run here. Two divisional wins as well. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I don't know because they they are still bad. They are still, you know, they are still three and six, and they won by one point. And yeah, I just think that they're they're again they're like like Seattle. There is a good team in there, but they're not ready yet, and they probably won't be for a year or two because they're just allow they're allowing too many points. The same with Chicago, really. They're just allowing far too many points. And it's just, you know, you can't... that You've got a QB that keeps you in the game, but the D aren't doing enough. So, yeah, I like Detroit. I like how they 
use their running backs. Maybe not so much last week with Swift being left out. Maybe he's hurt. But yeah, just I like how Detroit play and yeah, I just think a few a few tweaks on D and different story. Yeah, absolutely. On to the Jags at the Chiefs here. Twenty seven seventeen win for the Chiefs. I mean, no real surprises here, Miles. I don't know if uh, you managed to pick out anything that's really stood out to you here. Um, it looks like uh they hate Clyde Edwards Alaire. I think I think he's kind of like, you know, don't really see not a single like they, carry. They, yeah, it's just I just you kinda of, you kinda of feel for him, but at the same time you know, hasn't you know, hasn't done a lot. You know, he got I don't think he was targeted maybe once in the game or something like that. But yeah, not a single carry. They gave it to Pacheco, even after he fumbled, they stuck with him. Um yeah, Tony got a couple of carries, but yeah, maybe he's hurt. Maybe, you know, they just don't fancy him anymore. We'll see. But yeah, it is very, very bad for him, really. He ha- I think he had um four or five snaps or something like that. Like he was, yeah, not good. Very... You think a team that just traded for Kadarius Tony would know better than to wheel out the whole maybe he's injured spiel. Of um <laughs> for weeks and just be like yeah he's he's not really he's he's not really there yet and then of course he'll go to another team and start playing very well and to, you know I I'm still very torn on that situation I'm not exactly sure how to feel you just yet I feel like maybe ten years down the line we'll get the full details of what actually happened but sometimes um... players just need a fresh start and I think you know the again he was drafted by the old regime. And then you brought in someone new. You brought in a new wide receiver in Wanda Robinson, and Tony was wasn't the guy anymore. And he's found a new home at KC. Only one game. Maybe he'll suck for them as well. You don't know, but yeah, yeah. It's just the sort of rumors of like him pretending to be injured until he got traded, which <laughs> is one of those. It's like, did that happen, or is that? I is very sort of hard to tell at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, obviously not a great ending with the Giants. Hopefully, I I do kind of hope it goes well for him because I've you know rooted for the guy and uh, no real ill will against him. But uh, yeah, and obviously I love watching the Chiefs. You know, always fun to watch, especially against the yeah. Jets team that's not going to put up much of a fight. And uh, yeah, looking forward to watching them in the future, Patrick Mahomes. On to another team that didn't put up much of a fight against a fun offense. Um, the Dolphins beating the Browns here 39 17. I mean, this is one of those. Obviously, Nick Chubb really struggled to get going early on in the game. And I think by the time he did, the game was already gone for the Browns, really, wasn't it? Yeah. However, his cousin did very well, didn't he? Um, so oh, yeah, just think, yeah, took me a second. Yeah. Got half a sack in the game, three assisted tackles, so not very well, but yeah, he, he had a solid <laughs> game in a new team. Um, yeah, just think my Miami looked solid defensively, and you know, they they once they bottled up Nick Chubb uh, to start off with, um, yeah, there's not really a lot you can do. Um, yeah, they pulled out. Yeah, you know, they had a good good lead going into the the locker room at halftime. So Cleveland couldn't run it as much as they wanted to, which obviously stifled Chubb a bit. But 
I mean, he got his he got his touchdown in the end, but you know, Cleveland always liked to run the ball a lot, and they couldn't. Jacoby Brissett had to run the ball a lot because he was out of options, and yeah, I think uh, Miami, both sides of the ball, were just fantastic, and really, really, really annoyingly, they are a force to be reckoned with this year. Um, I think their running back tandem of Wilson and Mostert was was really solid too. So. Yeah, they just seem to, the Dolphins seem to just have everything going right for them at the moment. Tua's playing brilliantly. They've supported him with some good wide receivers. The ground game's good. The O line's holding up. The defense looks solid. Don't really see a, much of a fault in this Dolphins team at the moment. I know the Browns aren't anything special, but, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And, you know, Browns enough for three and six and don't look like doing anything else, even with Deshaun back soon. Yeah, I mean, the run-heavy offense is all well and good until you're trailing heavy in the first yes, half and exactly. you've got to try and catch up somehow. And Jacoby Brissett is throwing the ball to Amari <laughs> Cooper and not a let I mean, to be fair, people's Jones had a decent game. Yeah, he's um, he's always been... I've always liked him because he had a terrible, terrible quarterback when he was um, in college, and yet he was still putting up solid numbers. So, yeah, really like DPJ. I think he could be... Could be a legit guy going forward, you know. Cooper's getting on a bit, so you know, we'll see. But yeah, I like DPJ, but the thing is that it seems to be one or the other between Cooper and DPJ, they never both play well at the same time. And I just, I just, you know, it's Brissett, Brissett isn't good enough to support two top receivers, but yeah, I like DPJ as a good guy to have on a team, I think. But yeah, yeah he was one of those guys. Sorry, no, that was it. I'm just saying oh, okay. enough. Like it wasn't yeah. enough at the end of the day. They only put up seventeen points. Yeah, I, it, it's interesting because People's Jones was one of those guys. Um, I, f- I fell in love with after the All or Nothing Michigan documentary, and uh, drafted him heavy across fantasy football. And it's all one of those where it's like it kind of plays off because he was only yeah. like a third he or was fourth cheap. rounder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's you know, uh, I, I guess one of those. <laughs> like you're not sort of bragging about it, but you're like, yeah, it's alright. Yeah, he's um, my guy. I like him. I told yeah. you. Um, on to the Giants' seventh win of the season over the Texans for their seventh loss of the season. Um, I mean, not as comfortable as I would have liked. No, I don't know if Miles, you saw something different, but I was, I, I was more, I was closer to the edge of my seat than I would have liked to have been. I wasn't fully on it. But yeah, I was hoping for a relatively dominant win against the Texans. I mean, Houston are okay. They're they're one seven one, but I think their record is maybe not fully reflecting how how okay I think they are. <laughs> I don't think they're as bad as you know their record suggests. But yeah, I, I did expect um, New York to uh, get off to a stronger start. You know, it was it was seven three at half time. Um, and then you kind of really um, put it on them in the second half. But yeah, just think. Once you got that, I mean, <laughs> Saquon, you ran him into the 35 carries for 152 yeah. yards. Like, he was busy. He was a busy guy. Jones only threw the ball 17 times. So it's clear what you wanted it to do. And maybe that's why it was a bit close because you were just running the ball, bleeding the clock the whole game, not really putting Jones under too much pressure. Um, you know, uh, 
you had your your top receiver had three receptions. You know, like it wasn't wasn't a busy game in the air. So yeah, just think you knew who you were against, you knew your opponent, and you knew it wasn't going to be hard. And yeah, you kind of just ran it down their throats, and it worked out in the end. Thanks for the confidence. Save the Daniel Jones magic for another day when you're going to really need it. Yeah, thanks for the confidence. But I, boost. It's um, <laughs> I, it's one of those. I mean, I see Giants fans questioning about. Oh, I don't know if Saquon should be getting a Christian McCaffrey type deal here, and I just like, what are you on about? He's our, he is our entire offense, and he's an incredible player. And okay, you can sure the argument of oh, you shouldn't take a running back at number two overall, still to this day goes on, and okay, maybe that's a fair point. But he's incredible. Like I don't understand why. No, I just the thing is, I I would never pay a running back. Like I get that he is a generational talent, and again, you don't see running backs picked at number two often. But like, yeah, just it's it's hard. It is a hard decision for New York to, to make because he is a phenomenal football player, but he is also a running back, and there are other parts of your team which are good. You know, like your 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 D was really solid. I thought uh, that game, which actually helped you run the ball a bit more because you didn't need to throw it as much to catch up. But yeah, I think you're. you're I think you're going to pay him. I do think you'll pay him. I think he'll stay. He'll sign a nice, nice, meaty deal and stay. But he shouldn't because paying a running back is silly. <laughs> but. <laughs> Because this, this could those... be this could be it. This could be his best season. This last good season he has. You don't know because running backs are so volatile. So that yeah. is true. But at the same time, I don't know what our offense looks like without him. Yes, no, and I agree. He is so much of the identity of this team, which is a seven and two team, which is the best we've been in for ages. And yes. it just so happens, oh, just slight coincidence that it's his it's his first season where he's been fully healthy in a while. Obviously, yeah. you know, that is part of the problem is that this is his first season since his rookie season, really, where he's been properly healthy, um, touch wood through nine games. But, um, yeah, it, it, I, ju- I just I can't fathom not paying him. And also, like, this is the same argument I had with Odo Beckham. Sure, you know, watching winning football is great. But at the same time, you can't guarantee that. You can guarantee having one of the most entertaining players on your team for years. And yeah. I I would be incredibly heartbroken if uh, if Saquon ended up going as well. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a possibility. I don't think you do get rid of him, but it, you have to you have to accept that there's a good chance of it happening. Yeah, brace for impact, I guess. Um, on to the Saints at the Steelers here. One of the, I mean, let's face it, one one of the slightly less interesting games yeah. in terms of the quarterback matchup. But you know, they made it. They made they made a fist of it. Um, Jalen Warren, interesting here. Um, is he the guy going forward? Because obviously, he's more involved in the passing game. Najee yeah. Harris still had twenty carries. And you know, almost a hundred yards. It's not like it was one of the better games for Najee Harris, surprisingly. Mm. And maybe, I mean, I know New Orleans aren't great, not a good, really 
opponent to test yourself against. But I think maybe the fact that he didn't have as much work to do, you know, he only he didn't catch a single ball. Jalen Warren had three catches for 40 yards. So maybe that helps him. I don't know. But it's just, Najee has not been very productive. <laughs> I think last year he was averaging under four yards a carry, but because he got so much volume, it really did help his productions. And also having Big Ben last year, who his arm was like a noodle. So he was just dumping it off to Najee for six yards a game. Yeah, every single every single play. And yeah, I just think things like that really inflated Najee Harris's numbers. Now we're seeing him as the main running back without the dump-offs, and it's it's not as pretty, is it? But yeah, I think they you know they invested a first round pick in him. They're they're not gonna move away from him. They're gonna be stubborn the same way the Cowboys are with Zeke. I think they're just gonna force feed him until they can't actually do it anymore because he is broken because they run him into the ground. But I think I like I really like Jalen Warren. I think he's a really good running back. I think they've really got very 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 lucky there to get an undrafted running back as good as him. But yeah, I think Najee's still going to be the guy going forward. Yeah, that's a really tough one. I guess you could sort of see it as being very much a one-two now and very much the Steelers going to have to figure out how do we not make it obvious that we're passing the ball every time Jalen Warren's <laughs> yeah. in the game? Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be interesting going forward. Um, yeah, because that's the thing. When you've got two running backs who are just so different like that, you can't I mean, it's a good one-two but... punch, though, isn't it? Like Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, the definitely value in having the two of them as a combo. Uh, you, uh, you look at, you know, the other sideline where Avin Kamara had eight carries. Um, just didn't really get into the game. Yeah, there was no change of pace back. Yeah, so yeah. It becomes a bit predictable. Yeah, I mean, you got Taysom Hill there, but he didn't do anything, did he? And he's one of those guys who can do everything. Um, but they just didn't give him the chance, really. To be fair, and it, obviously, you know, the Steelers' defense is still a good defense. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's and you, even without TJ Watt, they're still. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. The Steelers' wins are still going to be a majority defense effort. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't want to say it's good to see because it's the Steelers, but I'm sort of glad that Kenny Pickett is actually found some level of form. Um, just because you know it's always fun to see a rookie. You're being very generous there. <laughs> <laughs> like he was. He was okay, but yeah, I still I'm I'm not sold on him yet because I wasn't sold on him in college. Really, he had a very good year, and now I think because he's using his legs a bit, whereas Big Ben didn't do that. So we're kind of seeing the the contrast between we're kind of comparing him to Big Ben, who was about a hundred years old and slow, and we're also comparing him to Mitch Trubisky. So when you're comparing, uh okay young QB to those two it's yeah he is doing better than I expected you know I thought he'd throw another three interceptions at the weekend but he didn't you know didn't throw any didn't throw a touchdown either but you know rush for one and yeah he was he was pretty solid um hopefully for his sake he can build on it but I don't have much hope because I still think he is not very good but I don't want anyone to struggle, so hopefully he can 
do well against the Bengals uh, this weekend. I'm just going to say something here. I'm going to say it quickly so you can't respond. Well, at least you, you seem to love it when Justin Fields used his legs. All right, moving on to the Broncos at the Titans. We'd just like to point out that Justin Fields uses his legs, yes. Okay, I don't have an issue with Pickett using his legs. I just think because he uses his legs and his last the, the last QB we're comparing to is Big Ben, who didn't, that you know it looks a bit more impressive than it is. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, on to the next game. What have we got? On to the Broncos at the Titans next. Uh, good to know you're not thinking about it too much, Miles. Um, we've got the <laughs> Broncos back to struggling after the bye week. Um, they played well against the Jaguars, relatively speaking. Um, and they seem to be back to the old struggles against the Titans team that, you know, Ryan Tannehill was only just back for his first game back from injury. You wouldn't have, think, have thought of them to be, you know, running straight into stride. Mm. Um, it's, I mean, the thing is, the Broncos seem to be done here. <laughs> I, I really don't want to say that because it's like, They've got a decent team, surely. Surely they're going to come around at some point. But it just refuses to happen. They tra- obviously traded away Bradley Chubb. I think they've kind of given up themselves, to be honest. Um, but yeah, a, 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 you know, solid win for the Titans um, in Tannehill's first game back. Are they back to full? Um, I mean, I think they were stifled by a good defence but still managed to come out on top. And I think if you can do that, you know, I think you're actually going to be doing pretty well. They still ran the ball 19 times with Henry, even though they only averaged 2.8 yards a carry. So they stuck to their game plan um, as much as they could, maybe threw it a bit more than they wanted to, but they found a way to win against a stubborn D. And yeah, they look, they look they're looking good. I, I was very wrong about them. Um, in the off season, I thought they would really struggle this year, but they've been one of the better teams. Um, I mean, maybe knowing your identity is is half of it because they know what they want to do every game and it works. Maybe not so much uh, yesterday, but they still won. Yeah, I mean, as a, they would still tried it with Derek Henry nineteen carries, yeah. even though he was only able to get fifty three yards. Mm. Um, but you know, it's oddly. <laughs> Tannehill comes back and they get the passing game going, and I—I th- I mean, I say going, it's basically Westbrook and no one else. Yeah. Um. This is the thing. Like, I'd say the Titans are a solid, really solid team. I think they're definitely winning the AFC South, and I think maybe they're going to be a tough out. But I'm still probably not picking them for any playoff games. Um, I don't know about you, Mars. Are, are you slightly more optimistic about their chances? It, I mean, it does actually depend on the opponent. I would pick them to beat us. I would pick them to beat the Jets if we got them in the playoffs. Um, but um, yeah, I just I don't really think they're like they're they're being what's in front of them. But then when it comes to the playoffs, they always seem to you know there's always a bit of a wobble, and I don't think they'll be the likes of Buffalo and KC in the playoffs. But who knows? Any given Sunday, maybe they can do it. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. I think that they they beat a tough Denver team. That Denver are bad offensively, but defensively they're really good. So to overcome that, I thought was pretty solid. Um, 
you know, they they did enough to win and you know, wins a win. Denver, man, just oh, it's painful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on to the next game we've got here. It's the Colts at the Raiders. Um I, I mean Matt Ryan finally back, Jeff Saturday in as the interim head coach. And suddenly it seems to work. All of a sudden, you know, the head coach is allowed to start Matt Ryan and they start winning again. <laughs> yeah, they look like they were just clicking properly. You know, I think having Taylor back from injury obviously really helps because, you know, he's their lead back and, you know, they, they were able to run the ball really well. Um, you know, Matt Ryan uh, was, you know, he was solid. He actually... And he break off like a 35-yard run or something, which I think is the longest run in his career or something like that. Like, you know, I think everything seems to just click. I just, you know, I was watching that and I was like, they're, they're working. It's working. Taylor, 147 yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan, 38 yards, you know. They had two, two receivers with seven catches each. You know, I think everything just works for them. Um, they scored in every single quarter of the game. Um, but yeah, they they were just you know really solid, really solid performance from them. Vegas, I don't think they were terrible, but you know they didn't do enough. And they're two and seven, and I think they can just this season now a write off for them. And I think there needs to be a lot of question marks over Josh McDaniels. Yeah, definitely. Um, is sort of the return for Devonte Adams and Jonathan Taylor here. Um, two of the league's real sort of stars. Is Jonathan Taylor properly back? Do you reckon? Is this you know back to the MVP candidate form we saw him on last season? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to match Saquon or McCaffrey. I think those two, I still would rather take those two as my running backs. But yeah, I think you know he's he he had a really good game just needs to string a few of those together because he's been a bit hit and miss sometimes this season. Um, Devontae Adams was, again, solid. So I think, you know, those two studs both played really well. Only one was on the winning team. But, yeah, really just, you know, I think if Indy can get Jonathan Taylor going and just click like they did yesterday, then they can turn their season around because they're four or five and one at the moment. They're not out of it at all. If they string a couple wins together here and there, you're looking at a little playoff push. So, yeah, let's see what they can do. Because I thought they were done for a few weeks ago. And now it's looking like, if you know, they played really well. So if they can keep that up, then who knows? Yeah, definitely. On to the result of the week, from my perspective, not the game, but definitely the result of the week. <laughs> um, the Packers managed to I knew beat you were gonna the Cowboys <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> I mean, incredible stuff. Um, the the Cowboys should have won this, you know. Yes, yes. By by, by a million miles, and um, so so satisfying every single time you get one of these games. <laughs> um, they this because this is the thing as well is the Packers have been in such poor form, and I was like, okay, maybe maybe they show up for this game. But at the same time, you just logically you just can't sort of go there. Yeah. They, you know, you've just got to go on form. And what they've done this season, last week Aaron Rodgers was in awful form. He's not really shown at any point in the season 
that he's been, you know, an, on anywhere near some kind of MVP three time in a row candidacy. Mm. Um, and then the Cowboys, you know, look at everyone's sort of getting a bit excited about them. You know, are they as good as the Eagles? They're going to be really at the top of the NFC with the Eagles and the Vikings. Like it's between those three teams. Then all of a sudden, overtime lost to the four and six Packers, and uh, <laughs> and now where are you, um, Miles? Did um, <laughs> did you enjoy this anywhere near as much as I did? Um, I'd, clearly not, because you're having a whale of a time over there. Uh, I no, I mean I found it as, uh, to be an entertaining game. Um, maybe wanted the Cowboys to win a bit more just because they have Pollard and C.D. Lamb, and those are two of my favourite players in the league. Um, that's basically it, really. I wasn't, you know, wasn't really rooting for anyone, but I do like a few more of the Cowboys. But yeah, thought it was a really, really entertaining end to the game because the Cowboys bottled it. They really, really bottled it. Um, think a couple players other than Rogers had to step up today, um, yesterday for that win. Um, Christian Watson was unbelievable. Like that is that's that's the game they wanted him to have because they invested a pick like a high pick in him and he just wasn't really doing it. Romeo Dobbs was actually doing quite a bit before he got hurt. So yeah, they're probably really happy with that. Um yeah, obviously Jones was was solid on the ground as well. But yeah, it was you know, some big performances came through um, in Green Bay, and yeah, they they did deserve that in the end. Yeah, absolutely nothing better than a falling star. Also, I do think, and I've said this before, but Pollard is better than Zeke. He just is. He is just better than him. There is no way you're going to convince me otherwise. I can't. He's just. He's just. He's just better. I can't believe you didn't let me end that bit on my poetic little. No, I because um... I need to. I need to, like, Pollard <laughs> is just incredible. I think in the three games Zeke has missed and Pollard has started, he's racked up like four hundred yards and a few touchdowns or something like that. Like he is really, really good. And Zeke's 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 you know he's whatever now. Pollard's a guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what a man. Um, onto the Cardinals at the Rams here. Um. Quite an interesting game. Obviously, both teams having forced to start the second choice quarterback last minute. Um, it's one of those that made me think: if every team in the league had to start their backup quarterback, who would win? And that that was really interesting for me to think about for a little bit. But obviously, we're just focused on these two teams here: um, Colt McCoy and John Wolford. Um, I mean, they 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 weren't great. Be honest, Colt McCoy was definitely. Yeah, I think McCoy was solid. Wolford was bad, but I think didn't both teams actually have to bring in their third stringers at one point as well? Uh, They yeah, they did try um, to give the first strings a go. Yeah, um, but that was just as unsuccessful. Yeah, Um, I think McCoy was actually fine, and I would go as far to say that they looked calmer and just a bit more organized with without Kyler. Obviously, Kyler is a far better player, but. There was something that, I don't know, sometimes they look a bit panicky when Kyler's there because maybe because they don't know what he's going to do, you know, if he's going to just scamper around a bit and, and launch it down the field. But I think maybe they just had to be a bit more disciplined and a bit more organized because they didn't have Kyler to bail them out 
and it actually looked quite good. I think they looked really solid. I know the Rams are bad, but I thought the Cardinals actually looked really calm and solid and organized. So that's obviously not, there's not going to be a QB situation there at all. Kyler's going to be back when he's healthy. That's it. But I just think that maybe there's something, there's a lesson there they can learn or something. Yeah, definitely. Just in terms of how to run the offense, you know, it's a bit more efficient. Yeah. On to the Sunday night football. Um, Chargers at the, at the Niners here. Both teams at five and four after this. They're, but, it's the thing. They're both good teams, but they're just almost holding each other back a bit. It's um one of those where I, I, I was hoping the Chargers would be able to sort of run away with this one um, and just get to see Justin Herbert really go for it. But unfortunately, we didn't quite get that. Um, Christian Caffrey had a sort of, he had a, a bit of a strange game. I'd like, I'm, I'm not sure if it was good or bad. Um, it was 14 carries for 38 yards and four catches for 39. It's sort of okay. I mean, obviously, he's got very, very high standards. Mm. Um, obviously, the rushing touchdown as well, of course. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a strange game all around. He was under, un, again, underutilized um, because, I mean, they were running. Uh, Mitchell and they just they just got him back off IR after missing what like eight games or something like that. So it was, yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a shock to see Mitchell out carry McCaffrey eighteen to fourteen. But McCaffrey got the rushing touchdown. He got the he got more of the receiving work. But yeah, I mean McCaffrey is going to do something on the field. Okay, he had like seventy something yards, but he, he ended up obviously scoring a touchdown because. You can't keep that guy out of the end zone, it would seem. Um, yeah, yeah, very interesting from a fantasy perspective because obviously Elijah Mitchell had been pretty much written off after the McCaffrey yeah. trade. Um, but it seems like the 49ers... I mean, to be fair, it's not you know atypical of the Niners to use several running backs and yeah. just go with the system and plug in whoever's ready. But uh, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see if they carry on like this and... Mitchell is sort of the workhorse, and then McCaffrey, I guess, does just. I guess he's just a bit of a. I don't know how to describe it because obviously he's a star player, but he's also the running back, so you don't want to use him too much in that position. Yeah, and I think they maybe they're just themselves with yeah. two Debo Samuels. Yeah, I think I actually don't think they're going to use Debo as much now. I think they've got the they've got the one-two punch of McCaffrey and Mitchell, so I think. Maybe they just stick with Debo in in his normal wide receiver position. But you say, I say that, but he had six touches. You know, he had four carries and two receptions. So he's kind of not the odd man out here because clearly, you know, he is part of their game plan. But it didn't didn't work out for him last night. So see see what happens moving forward. Now Mitchell's back and McCaffrey's there. But yeah, I'd be worried if I was a Debo fancy owner. Yeah. Finally, someone is beating the Browns for the best running back room in the league. <laughs> and that just about sums up everything for us this week. Um, I mean, we've got Monday Night Football tonight. Obviously, recording this on the Monday, so we don't quite know what's happened yet. Mm. Um, I mean, it's commanders at Eagles. What on earth could possibly happen, Miles? Well, I... 
Eagle, I think the Eagles are going to win. Um, I've said a couple of times now, I think Eagles will lose to either Tennessee, New York, or Dallas. I think, I don't know what it is. One of those three teams is going to beat the Eagles this year. Maybe all three, who knows? But you one of those. I think Tennessee is a bit too similar to. That's beat... why. That's that's why they could do it. You know, that's, that's why I actually see it. That's why I picked Tennessee. And then I think New York and Dallas. Because it's a divisional game. I know tonight it's a divisional game, but I think the commanders do really suck. So now I've said this out loud and it's recorded, the commanders will obviously go and win. But yeah, I just yeah, just don't don't really see the commanders doing it. But those other three teams, one of them could uh, cause an upset. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, divisional matchups, they're always tough. Um, but that's the thing, it'd be Incredibly, it would be incredible, but you, you'd be very shocked to see the commanders be the first ones to beat the Eagles this yeah. season. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I do definitely feel like it's going to come in a divisional matchup. Mm. Um, I, but I just don't think it's going to be commanders, unfortunately. Um, you know, maybe Carson, if Carson Wentz was playing, there would be some kind of little, random nonsense. There's, yeah. there's a little bit of spice there that makes me go, yeah, maybe it could happen, but um. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, we're not with Taylor Heineke, unfortunately. As you know, he's a decent player, but he's not. Yeah, he's not going to be giving an undefeated team their first loss. And so that just about sums everything up for us. Um, any parting words from you from yourself, Miles? Yes, I have two things to say. Neither of them are about the player we have just discussed. <laughs> um, one, back to your if every team had to play their backup thing. I actually think the Eagles would be solid because I think Gardner Minshew is incredible. And Dave is going to have to listen to me say this now because Dave doesn't agree. So, <laughs> yeah, enjoy this, Dave. And second thing, forgot to mention this when we were talking about the Broncos, but here's a really weird and cool stat. If Denver had scored 18 points in regulation time in every game this season, they'd be 8-1. and one. Wow. Yeah, because their defense points. is solid. Only... Yeah, eight, only eighteen points. Yeah, only eighteen. That's incredible. That's three scores. That's scoring three times yeah. without an extra point. You know, it's that's yeah. So yeah, their D is solid, but Russell has got to sort that that team out offensively. But yeah, I just thought that was an incredible stat when I saw it earlier. It was interesting uh, the, with the backup quarterback thing. Um, I mean, the NFC East would probably be quite set because obviously the Giants, obviously Daniel Jones has been great, but the I feel like if you put Tyrod Taylor in there, maybe there's not as much of a massive drop of, as there would be from, say, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Um, although, to be fair, that's not a great comparison based on this season. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, maybe maybe Jordan Love's actually worth a go at some point. Um, but yeah, and obviously we've already seen the C- Cowboys with Cooper Rush. So yeah, and the, and the Commanders quarterback is the only position they yeah. seem to have any depth at. So uh, yeah, yeah, the um, NFC would definitely be set if those AFC East would be solid as well. You know, yeah. we saw Flacco's played already this season. Case Keenan went on a playoff run, so he's you know he's got something. Bridgewater has started this season, and Zappy started this season as well. So the East seems to be pretty good at QB. Back yeah, I mean, that's assuming you count Zappy as the backup and uh, not the you know. Yeah, well, well, that's I guess it's <laughs> sadly, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? 
All right, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, see you in a bit. Au revoir. Thank you.